0: Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Today we're very happy to have with us Christine Go, who is the CEO of Pattern Curator, based in New Jersey, in America, Um, and we're going to have a chat about colour, trends, her passion for design, print, colour, all of it really. Um, So we're going to start with a few questions. Christine, I have been a follower of yours for many, many years, a secret admirer, or not so secret. <laughs> your, your storyboards are absolutely incredible, incredible. And I have to say, over the years, in my design journey, which we were just discussing earlier, um, when I've needed a moment of quiet or respite, I have often checked, had a look on, on Pinterest, etc., etc., at your storyboards, because they're just so focused and so beautiful. They really are. Um, you really do have a unique gift, you really do, which kind of leads me on to uh, to our first question. So, um, having having this new unique gift, um, when did you discover that you did have an eye for color?
1: Well, um, well, first off, thank you so much. Like that was just so kind what you just said. Um, and really, the where I noticed um, having an eye for color was. When I started um, going to school for it, so I didn't um, I didn't know that textile design was actually something that you could do. I always had a passion for um, color and art and just all the things related to apparel and design, but I just didn't know how to put it together. So it really wasn't until I started to go to school and really focus in on um, just the nuances of color that, um, you know, there's, certain colors that make certain colors, you know, like your primaries, your yellows and your greens and just the levels of and just taking that time to really study it um, is really when I started to notice that I had a passion for it because I, I wasn't necessarily into the science of it, but just how colors play off of each other and then how there's an emotional reaction to it. Um, it really started when I was in school.
0: Oh, that's great. So what did you study at, um, at university?
1: Yeah, so I went to the Academy of Art University in San Francisco in California, and what I studied was fashion design and textile design. So I, I double majored in two uh, things. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. That's great. So that gives you the whole insight into the the whole world of, and um, everything that's needed, really, the depth.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I do believe that even with color and with pattern, it's um, the proportions make a huge difference. And so, you know, learning about just construction and actual designing and application of textiles, whether it's in fashion or home, um, it really makes a difference.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's all about balance, isn't it? oh yeah and um, you know sometimes less is more but and other times it's just as you said you have an eye for color other people have that eye for balance Mm -hmm. Um, and it really is a talent to get that right
1: yeah and I think it's exactly that it's that balance of because you can have a gorgeous color but it might be too much yeah
0: exactly yeah 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 brilliant that's great um what inspired you then to start your your journey into trend forecasting
1: So with trend forecasting, um, it was just a passion I've always had. Um, I'm a little like neurotic where I always am looking at things. I, um, I tend to just research and research just for my own, um, almost like focus because I get inspired by so many different things. And I even, it gets to the point sometimes where I like obsess and I don't sleep over it sometimes. And so what I started to find was, um, there were just like patterns that just occurred, you know, whether it was things that were trending um, visually, aesthetically with design, it usually was in tandem with what's happening in society or just whatever is happening in the world. Um, And again, when I started to discover that things weren't arbitrary, like I didn't just design things just because, oh, okay, um, this is great. And and there's nothing wrong with that approach, but really what I started to learn was that there's a reason that we're drawn to colors or there's a reason that we get drawn to um, certain aesthetics. And so that's kind of how I fell into it. It was pretty organic though, you know? Um, I kind of just had a culmination of years of research and then I start, once I started Pattern Curator, the blog and that became the outlet is really when I started to hone in on making it um, an actual, you know, service, business, passion, all of that
0: yeah that's, yeah okay that's great um, so one one of the things that I find a lot looking around is that um, you can quite often get so distracted by everything that's around you um, in the world of print. and I think what what you do so well is you kind of seem to manage to tune up that noise and focus but you focus so finely into a whole the depth of a look that is and then you can look at your storyboards for hours and hours and hours and just keep seeing so many so many different details um how do you do that how do you manage to do you think it is so is it subconscious does it take you hours or are you as you say like, like all of us really a bit of a design obsessive
1: yeah well I mean it's exact and I love what you're saying because that's what I hope that the viewer or the person receiving the information will experience um and really what it is like down to the focus and the, like for me, I start with, with focus and intention, right? So I really, what I want for anybody to look at a pattern curator board or any of it is to be inspired to create something on their own. So I find that if I get too much in the detail, right? Like too much um, into the, the minor part of it, that it, you as a, a receiver, viewer, you lose your um, inspiration or your creativity, your discovery. And so if I can, the way I look at it, that's really how I start. And then from there, it's like, well, okay, if there's a theme that I love, um, I just get down to, like, these are the parts that I love about it, and then I hope you do too. I hope that that makes sense, yeah.
0: Yeah, it does, no, but I think that's what's unique about your your business, actually, is that you do inspire, um, and you, you don't necessarily... Sometimes other things can people can show people as you say to follow a road too closely but your your boards are truly inspirational they really do inspire creators as you say to come up with their own style their own identity and their own feature focus for that look
1: yeah and then i and you know and i do that in tandem with what's happening you know what's trend relevant because at the end of the day a lot of people that do um you know whether they subscribe to a service or whether they Go on the boards like they're you know professional artists or trying to um, you know work for a company and what is the right direction and so as much as having that intention around it of you know being creativity and discovery around it it's also relevant for the moment because what's great about it is there's always a next season like there will always have to develop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is as you say there are th- some themes that just keep coming through, but there are all of the highlights, aren't there? And they either they either stick. And gain traction, or they kind of they dilute and the next big wave starts to come through really
1: absolutely and then there's even like little nuances of things so for instance like you know like folk florals it's always going to be there we're always going to have it there's always going to be some sort of iteration but what's interesting is if um, and this is where looking at trends in tandem is good because then you start to see okay there's a shift in color maybe the motif is the same or maybe it's the application or the the scale but at the end of the day right if we really just take a broad look at it. It's a floral, a floral is a floral, but, um, but again, it's like what you said about balance. Cause it's really how we use it when the timing is the color, like there's so many elements and so many parts to it. Um, and I think, just for me knowing that I think that's what keeps me focused because it's like yeah There are so many influences and in so many different ways But I think when I really look at the focus it comes down to Inspiring other people so that you can make the product, you know, whether it's wallpaper or bedding um, You know, it's like having a broader reach but looking um, really closely at things
0: Yeah, I think you can see that in your board. I mean what, what kind of custom clients do you have? You must have a really wide gamut of I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do.
1: And it actually, um, it's interesting because people that I talk to in different industries are like, well, how do you do this? Like I have somebody um, in beauty, so I do stuff with beauty supplies. I had one person um, actually who owns a salon who sent me nail polish that she, yeah, she did a whole group of nail polish colors from a board. I never thought of that doing that. Um, I've shoot, you know, somebody does shoes, promo bags, um, bedding, home. I mean, even down to fixtures, like even. Um like toilet fixtures, I didn't even think that, you know, you could get inspired from it. So that's what it means. Like for me, the, the focus or what keeps it is that I'm focused on, okay, you do your thing and then I'll do my thing. Um, but yeah, even uni- universities um, use the subscription in the books. They use it as a tool with the, with the students. So yeah, so much. And it's not um, it's not typical and it wasn't really planned either. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can see why they do. I can see why it's popular in education because it's kind of a, a generic and it's, it's, not, um, it's, not defi- it's not defining the trends and saying you must do this. It's very much about an inspirational mood board to, to teach people to pull that creativity from, the, from within themselves by absorbing what they see around them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: which is what your storyboards do as well. But the, the way that you do it, like I was looking at one the other day, I think it's one of th- your most recent ones, my favorite was a yellow. And it's just you just look into your storyboard. It's this happy, wonderful yellow storyboard, just looking around all the various different bits and pieces in it. And you feel like you've gone on a whole color journey. And yet when you look into that storyboard, there's probably maybe ten images and your, your color blocks. But you feel as though you've seen and absorbed so much more it's um yeah it's, it's really quite surreal actually so um yeah as you can see i'm a fan i love that thank you <laughs> okay um so what just moving on slightly um there's been so many massive changes in the fashion industry the textile industry all industries really um what do you think the biggest what do you think the biggest change you've seen in trend forecasting perhaps over the last couple of years has been
1: I would say the biggest change is we're just going so fast. Right. So everything is is fast. And um, what's interesting I've noticed is that everybody's in all different seasons. So even right now, I'm working on a full entire year. I have clients that are you know just starting spring nineteen. I have some that are wanting you know, 2021 trends. So I do find that the gamut is so wide and yet we're working so fast. Um, The other thing too, is I think, you know, we are influenced by what's going on with weather and and just climate change and things that we don't really have control of. So I think there's a lot of, um, I don't wanna say like unclarity on the seasons, but we're not so traditional like we used to be, which I actually think is a good thing because it gives us a little bit more flexibility. but I think it's just there There are way more factors now than there were before. Like for instance, your fall winter before, you knew when your fall winter was, everybody started at the same time. No one starts at the same time now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Well, from, from my perspective as well, being more production orientated, you see that because The mills are producing well they're always producing 24 7 but they're not producing in the way that they used to whereas they would take maybe say for a client might carry 24 skews and they they keep printing those for that whole season and keep you know replenishing the stock that's changed completely and i think that kind of drives that as you say that neurosis for more and more and more content more and more design which is great news for the design industry great news for for creatives Um, And I guess it's good news for the end consumer too, because they have so much more choice. Mm -hmm. But it it does create a frenetic element to the industry, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. And I think, again, and I also think it's a trend that we're in. Like, it's a wave, because I also don't think that it's sustainable to be um, this fast, this quick, I mean, on both ends, whether it's creativity or even production. you know it's almost like and also i think it gets to the point where we might start to offer too many choices and the customer will start to get overwhelmed and not respond as much and you know and and we're starting to see that too even with crowdsourcing ideas or more companies um, interacting with the customer more directly on a earlier time period Um, i think it's starting to become where As an industry, I think we're trying to figure out how to slow down, just because we have to, like we just have to, you know, but but it is great because we can and we're able to offer so many different ideas and there's so many like technological innovations like with, you know, even doing stuff on the computer or painting. Um, on a cre- creative side, then even on the production side, there's all these exciting new techniques and new fabrics. But what's interesting is that we end up going back to the old way of doing things to like handcrafted embroideries, yep. you know, um, like, like traditionally painted fabrics. So that's what I mean, where um, it's going to keep like, we're going to keep going where we're going, but we're eventually going to go back, like, you know, we just have to.
0: Do you think that do you think people subconsciously kind of go back to craft because they the, because it is a time capsule because it does slow things down?
1: I do. I, I think that there's something where it um, slows people down and it also connects people to the thing, right? Because like it becomes more tactile. You can touch it, um, and then when you start to see the people who actually make it and create it there's an appreciation of, actually, it's not just one and done, right? Like you don't just snap your fingers and here's your gorgeous collection of things. Um, but I think it's also, there not too many people know about that, right? Like really creatives and artists, like we know, cause we do it, but then there's also the, the masses that don't. And so I think that, um, that, when people start to see it, like, oh, okay, there's, you know, there's a village or there's artisans that do all this work. Yeah, it gains attraction. And I think that that the awareness is like, wait, actually, we can't keep operating this fast.
0: Yeah, I think think you're right. I think that's what's generating the growth in micro brands as well. Yeah, The, the, the online businesses, the designer businesses who are, you know, having great success selling direct to retail as you say with handcrafted items it's kind of like from born from the birth of the whole Etsy generation I guess really but then because the internet and because building it's you know, so easy now to build your own website you know Squarespace wherever you go to you do it in a day it's just allowed everybody to become much more entrepreneurial hasn't it
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: and therefore hopefully the consumer also gets that insight into what really makes what really goes into making that product and having more of an appreciation for what they're purchasing, which ultimately is more of a sustainability conscience, isn't it? It's much more sustainable to to, to buy in that format, and I think we'd we'd all like to encourage that more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is real odd, really, um, that it's taken so long for, for this to happen, but um, but it's it's all progress, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. Absolutely. So speed of change, absolutely massive, fast, fast, fast. Um, what do you think? Um, the biggest overall influence will be do you think going back to that question do you think sustainability is a huge huge issue for our industry
1: absolutely i do because again we're going so fast um and which also we produce more waste and you know and we we produce more but i think also you know we're starting to see um the trends and you know you're starting to see where things are getting a little bit more um what's needed or minimalist you know or just um I think you know, like thoughtfulness is, is something definitely with sustainability. I think that people are are a lot more aware now than they've ever been about sustainability. Um, I think now it's more about like there's an awareness. Well, now it's like okay, well, what do you do with it? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, now a conscious choice, isn't it? hmm Exactly. Yeah, people are making the right choices, which is great. It's oh good. Um, okay. You obviously, as we just discussed, you've got a really diverse gamut. But um, I think one of the things that's happened over the last few years is that the fashion and the interior industry have pretty much come together, I think, really, almost seamlessly. So would you agree? Do you predict trends for both sections, for interiors and fashion, as as exactly the same?
1: I do. I mean, not exactly the same, but pretty similar. You know, again, there's the slight nuances, um, between home and apparel. Um, like, you know, home. I always think of it this way is that home you, you live with it, right? Like you don't get to change your furniture every day. I mean, I guess some people do, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the majority, right. You, you That doesn't change every day and it's something you have to live with. And there's also a more, um, I find there's a more personal approach to home than there is apparel. Um, With apparel, you get to switch your outfits every day. One day you feel like this, one day you feel like that, you know, and everybody has um, different styles. And, And there's always something that you could build on, but I find that they are two different ideas, but they come from the same source, right? So again, it's what's happening and this is where uh looking at what's going on in the world or society or even trends with how we're manufacturing things comes in um because also i do believe that creativity comes hand in hand with technology too and i find that with home and i don't know if it's because there's longer lead times or um or because the scale is so big um that there's actually a little bit more innovation in home that can actually influence apparel. And again, that's a very subtle nuance, um, you know, and then vice versa, like there's, especially with apparel, there's some, um, you know, and it's interesting because there's some things with apparel that actually has just been something that is a tried and true, like we, we've done that in apparel and it becomes new for home. Yeah. So that's where um, it's the same, but different, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. a slightly different translation. Yeah, yeah yeah no but you're absolutely right That you do have to live with your home you can't be moody with that can you really <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, have one of those days where you just can't find anything to wear you, you if we don't have the, uh, the luxury of not being able to find a room to sit in you've got like that's your interior exactly uh, and it has to yeah it has to be kind of your style doesn't it really like
1: totally. you yeah. It- totally. yeah you literally have to live with it <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and there, i mean i think there are lots of technologies coming into that work that space as well actually that do allow allow the individual to create more ambient interiors you know used to just be about lighting but it's about so many other surfaces now so i think i think that's definitely on the app almost like if you look at um wearable technologies that are coming into sportswear i think you have the same light sensitive and heat sensitive technologies starting to move into the interior side as well which is um, all fun as you say creativity and technology together is a a really great blend isn't it yeah Mm -hmm. it's brilliant oh that's great thank you so much for your time i am conscious that we are using up loads of your time um so let's move on to um your predictions, probably for the next five trends, for just not too far ahead, twenty twenty. What what do you feel really passionate? The top five passions would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, top five. Well, I would say, like right now, like the first one. Um, there's an influence, I would say, for twenty twenty one of um, like looking back at um, just like nostalgic things that are um, that are comfortable or things that. Um, that feel good about past seasons, I see that as coming forward, you know? Um, And again, a lot of it could be, whether it's like really bohemian or very, could it be like 70s, 40s, 30s influence, what I'm finding is that it's not really one certain decade, it really is something from the past and moving it forward. So I think that's one trend um, coming in. The other one too is technology. I think technology is a huge trend but not so much like what we thought, you know, I think there was a point where we thought sci-fi was going to be so, you know, out there and just, um, you know, yeah. like just, I don't know, like yep. we just had this idea of science fiction. And I think technology is coming in, but it's a coming in in a more neutral space, like it's coming more... Um, where, you know, we have the internet or we have access to people around the world, just like this, your podcasts. I think like that's definitely a trend that's happening. Another one I would say is, just kind of this mashup of different styles, which kind of feels a little bit like the nostalgic thing. But this is more of, um, rather than looking at individuality as something where I'm just making my imprint, it's like individuality coming together. So, you know, whether it's print mixing or um, taking different cultures and different blends, like, you know, people go, okay, this is like an ethnic print, you know, and and what's interesting about it is that it's a bunch of different ethnicities. It's not so much like this, country. It's
0: diverse.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think another trend too is sustainability. I think that, um, you know, not so, and like I said, I think there's an awareness around it now much more than there ever has been. And what's great about it is there's different options and choices now people have to go towards it. So I think that, um, like that's always going to be there. And then, um, I would say like another trend too is that um just like slowing down and then you know you're starting to see it there's like a cozy trend that came through um there's even something where it's just more looking at nature and what's around us and i think by tuning back into nature is what slows us down um you know and just seeing what's there and then i would say lastly the other one too is um just consistency i think we're as an industry um, on the creative side we kind of grasp onto trends too quickly and i think and that's part of the slowing down where i think consistency is starting to trend where you're starting to see brands come again um where they have a brand identity and i know branding is big and that's always going to be a trend but it's um it's a little bit different and this is where the nuance comes in where i was speaking about it earlier where let's say a folk floral you know that's the identity but then there's nuances of it um that's just very yeah i agree oh. with
0: you it's like we all kind of start to look for anchors mm-hmm. yeah that's like hooks yeah. like yeah. anchors or hooks that we can just slow down with somehow um and i think i think you're right i think that's all part of that gearing that gearing of sustainability is also making people more aware of time and Mm -hmm. trying to slow down so like little anchors and i think you i think you're totally right with the the technology as well i think when you look at technology moving forward that's almost about technology being used to create experiences tactile experiences that 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 creates spatial time and awareness a bubble an escape almost isn't it
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: yeah, it's, um, it's, it is incredible how everything all coming together.
1: It is, yeah. And I think what you're saying, too, about escape, it's more about um, not escape to run from, but an escape to go to, like the bubble, something yeah. that's, you know, that you enjoy, that you like. Because, you know, we also talk about um, a community and people wanting to come together. Like, we've been talking about that just on the trend world um, a lot more where there's more communal experiences or, you know, um, communal, even designing, right? Designing with your customer. Um, but I think it, that's still happening. Um, but I think also, like you said, it's more about um, just creating that bubble or creating something, an anchor point.
0: Yeah, and I think collaboration seems to be a huge growth area as well, doesn't it? People, as you say, you know, everybody working together for a, for, a, for one end goal, really. And I think with for sustainability and transparency, that's, that's the only way forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to do it any other way. So that kind of breaks, breaks the business models of the past, I think
1: oh yeah completely you know and i think that's another i mean that's another trend in itself where what worked in the past does not work today it just doesn't you know and but there but there's nothing wrong with it there's bits and pieces you could take from the past and apply it to what we're doing in the future. But I think we also just have to be cognizant that this is the future. Like, we we are on social media. Like, nothing's a secret, really. You know, everything's out there. You can Google whatever you need to find out, you know.
0: Yeah, I'd hate to be a kid right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing private for them at all.
1: No. No. No no so i think creating that anchor and creating that that um you know just a beautiful environment kind of thing um out of what we know of the past and for the future to recreate like that's the trend you know that's what's happening
0: yeah to- i totally agree with you Oh, christine thank you so much thank you so much for your time so just tell us a little bit more about um pattern then how do people subscribe to your service and where do they find you and what kind of different subscriptions do you offer
1: yeah, so um, so you can find me, it's uh, patterncurator.com, uh-huh. uh, subscriptions that I offer, so I have um, a monthly, well, I actually have a trend subscription site, and I've have it as monthly, yearly, or bi-yearly subscriptions. And basically what it is, it's a further in depth look at the board. So on there, there's macro trends, um, there's runway recaps, there's things like that. But I have a very similar approach to it where it's not too wordy. I have a little bit of a, a recap, but again, it's something where I'm looking for you to have the experience of being, you know, a designer or doing your thing. Um, the other thing too, and of course, like I, I also um, do consulting and I do um, you know, one-on-one kind of things too for some clients and all the information is all on the website and also a new division that we're starting now is a print studio because what oh. we're finding, I know, so exciting and, um, and what we're finding too is that like just clients are, well this mood board's great but I can't find this print. <laughs> Right, and so having a team of artists and again just through the website of people reaching out with me, um, I, you know my intention too is to offer other artists and designers an opportunity to do what they do best so the perfect evolution was a print studio. So that's in the works and that's all happening.
0: That's so exciting. Are you actually going to print yourself or you're gonna? is the studio creating prints?
1: so we're creating prints right now so um so basically the team is doing all the designing and i'm designing some of it too um and then yeah and just basically having the fabric headers and the actual printing so there are some clients that have already reached out to me and so i'm just working with um with other places to help them facilitate that because people don't know right that's the other thing that's the other half of it yeah
0: yeah that's why they don't know how to do it (laughs) yeah right Right. yeah so that's we come in <laughs> that's so exciting that's really great step forward isn't it that's brilliant yeah. and of course people can also subscribe to your newsletter too
1: yes absolutely which
0: are, are they week by weekly or bi-weekly okay.
1: they're actually um, weekly yeah yeah that's great so pretty much anytime there's an update on the site any kind of collaborations we try not to bother people too much um you know because our inboxes get full
0: <laughs> i never find your newsletters a bother <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a moment of inspiration. I always open all of them.
1: <laughs> thank you, oh,
0: Christine. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been lovely to chat. Thank you. Thank um, you
1: to talk to you too. Oh,
0: we catch up soon. I'll make sure all of the details are in the notes on the um, the web the podcast, and um, we'll catch up again soon. Perfect. Thank, thank you. you. It's brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.